What's up, humans? Today on the Windy City Joe's podcast, we have an absolutely incredible talent. You may know him from his time spent drinking Tito's and eating Reese's, his alleged <laughs> his alleged hatred for men that fly in suits, uh, and finally, his Guinness Book of World Records record, which is most sparklers lit at one time. He also uh, sings some great country music, uh, just released uh, an amazing EP called Higher Education, and he's nice enough to give us his time while he's here at Joe's on Weed Street for his just the way I am to her, the one and only Michael Wright. <laughs> Welcome back to Chicago. That's, that is the best introduction I've ever had, ever. <laughs> well, okay. So <laughs> I want to start off. What did men in suits that fly do to you? Man, well, it's I think I do it to myself. They're just easy to blame. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm, I'm not, I've never been the guy. I think, too, also, we fly, obviously, more than the average, you know, yeah, everyday sure. flyer. So I think you cut it shorter when you're flying all the time so i'm not the guy showing up on the proper time so i'm the guy last minute you know and there's always that dude in the suit that's like got the tie and the vest and the belt and the laptop and does my ipad need to be out of here too and i'm like bro we need right. to speed this up dude we're right. about to miss a flight so that that's all i think i don't i don't see you know change when you get there you know what i mean let's speed the, the security process up are are they worse though than when the people when the plane lands and the people just shoot up straight? oh yeah they're equal in my book i think yeah they're, there's a special place for them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're both going to hell yeah no, they're both I, going to hell. <laughs> someone needs somewhere pitting <laughs> right right i definitely agree with you i've been in so many situations where i'm like how are how is that comfortable especially when you're flying cross country oh i don't i well and i don't know do you Okay, here's a question me and my band have. Is there a moment where you hit an age where you get up early to look good? You know what I mean? Like constantly, like, yeah. you know what I mean? You see the older people. It's always the older people. It's older men or women that are, the women are done up. The men are done up, and they're just flying. Yeah. Right. I literally roll out of bed and put slides on. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Brush teeth, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. Right, With a right. mask, probably not. But, <laughs> now, you know, so I, we were talking, we saw a guy the other day. It was like a 5 o'clock flight, and this guy looked like he was getting ready. For, you know, he was ready for a bit. A whole dinner and yeah. i'm like that guy is there an age you hit or well i i, I think are you is, born with that responsibility i think it's like back back in the day at least when i was working doing like cpa conferences mm -hmm. stuff like this like there were a couple older gentlemen that would be like you're you, you you we saw you fly in and set up in a tank top and shorts they're like what is like Back in my day, they used to like dress up and like because taking a flight was a big thing. Okay, that makes sense. It was like so, a generational thing. Yeah. We're just lazy, is yeah. what we are. Just... Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> I, mean. I don't want to tie my yeah. shoes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm the guy that's like, all right, I could go home and go to bed and you know get some sleep before the flight, or I could prepack, sleep in what I'm flying in, and go out tonight. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly true. what I do. <laughs> um, so I do have some bad news that you may or may not know about your world record. You know that it's been broken by you took it from Japan. Yeah, they, we, they won it back. So now your plaque is just like an oversized coffee. Coaster. Oh, looks like looks like World War Two's coming. Back. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know they took it back. What's yeah. the number? Do you know the number? Yes, I do. Uh, One thousand seven hundred thirteen. Oh, they did. I think we were only like eleven hundred, weren't we? I think you said like six hundred in an interview, but I could be wrong. I mean, Maybe, I thought they had six hundred the last time. I don't know, but I mean. Well, I I'm still have it, so it, it still kind of counts, or I mean, it doesn't count current. Right. It's well, you, past you're the U.S. But, record. Yeah. I hold the U.S. record. There you go. That, that that's what matters anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This isn't your first time in Chicago, but we found out that you were a Cubs fan. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on here on the paper it says, "Dude, why the hell are you a Cubs fan? I'm a Cardinals fan, and you're <laughs> oh. from you're from Eustis, Florida. So I mean, like, yeah. Why the Cubs? WGN. 
Are you kidding me? Yeah, man. Really? There was so when I was growing up, there was two teams that you watched. It was either Braves, that was on um, TBS, I guess, or whatever channel that was, and then Turner. Okay. And then the Braves or the Cubs were on WGN. Yeah. We didn't have cable, so it was WGN. And I was a kid, loved baseball. Your, you know, typical boy that was they played baseball from T, you know, coach yeah. pitch on yeah. T ball on. So, and I just fell in love with the Cubs. And then, you know, when you go on radio tour, you start seeing other cities that you've never been to. And I just felt I love city cities that are passionate about where they're from. There's just right. something electric about it, whether it's their sports, their food, whatever. And Chicago has like a little bit of it all. It's like their music, their sports, their food, everything. They're like passionate about it. And I just love the energy when we're here. I, uh, well, yeah, so me being a Cardinals fan, I literally live five-minute walk from Wrigley. So whenever, like, A, there's a Cubs-Cardinals game, I'll go out on the porch decked out in Cardinals gear. <laughs> people would just talk shit to me all the whole fucking That's the time. best part about sports is the shit talking, and, you know? Yes, for sure, for yeah. sure. But it was also funny, uh, before they had they had Rizzo, Bryant, Baez. Oh, yeah. And, like, ticket prices to park were, like, $100 a car. Yeah. They traded them. The next week, it was, like, 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> the park, it was just, like... Oh, the Cubs are back. Yeah, all right, we're back. We're good. We're well, good. <laughs> and I was raised Cubby, Cubby Blue, so yeah. that's um, that's how. I mean, every time we go to a game, like every time he texts me that he's at a Cubs game, I'm like, why are you at a? Cubs why are you? Yeah, why are like, you? Get there? out of our yeah. get out of our stadium. I mean, <laughs> beer ballpark hot dog, you can't beat it. Same yeah, with man. Beer, so there's something special yeah, about. Yeah, I know. Them. It's like if someone offered you a hot dog anywhere else, you'd be like, I'm good. But yeah. then you're at a ballpark and you're I like, ne- Yeah, I never want a hot dog anywhere until I step into Wrigley, and then right. I want to. Yeah. Right. Um. So another question for you: On July 23rd, you posted on Instagram you were using a flamethrower. Do you oh, tour yeah. with it? Can we use it? <laughs> like, I wish, that. man. I have my crossbow in there. We could. <laughs> Block off a street if we want to, but uh, I don't have, I don't have my uh, flamethrower on me. No, that was actually a buddy of mine. So I, I'm friends with a lot of our military guys, and so yeah. we were at a facility where they trained them, and they were kind enough to let me shoot a couple things. And they're they like, "You want to shoot a flamethrower?" And I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah, I want to shoot a flamethrower." Yeah. And they had this cardboard box. They they like drew like a terrorist looking guy. On it. <laughs> it was awesome. You didn't want to do the uh, where they put you in the full padded suit and the the canines come after you. Oh, I got a video of it. Oh, you so you yeah. Didn't do that. Oh yeah, man, it bruised the hell out of my arm. I'll show you afterwards. Oh, yeah, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, so I was in the service and I watched. I would just watch people go through that. I watched people get tased. Oh yeah. I don't know why they wanted to put themselves through those I, moments. He so my buddy was like, "You don't put the suit on." I said, "Yeah." So I put the suit on this dog. He they, they train their dogs there as well, and this dog who'd been great the whole time, like chilled. Went through the course, showed us the course right by his side. The second I put the suit on, this dog wanted to kill me. I mean, the second it was like, she was like, yeah, I'm just foaming. I was like, why is she looking at me like that? (laughs) Yeah, this ain't gonna hurt. And so I put the suit on there. My my videographer over here, Gary, he was filming, and uh, I thought I looked way cooler, was moving way faster. But in the suit, just like the Michelin Man trying to run, you know. (laughs) And here comes this this German Shepherd, and she just launched, dude. They, Grab me right by the arm. They literally fly. It's like, unbelievable, it's man. It's crazy how fast and like how long they jump for when they fucking. I texted all my buddies who I think have a criminal future, and I'm like, listen, if they go to get the dog, y'all, y'all turn yourself in. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> You're like, that's when you give up. Yeah, like, I called some of my redneck else? buddies at home. I was like, listen, if you're hunting illegally, man, just sit where you at. Don't do not <laughs> let that dog come after you. Um. All right. So I have a question. So. Uh, there was an interview. You said your favorite hobbies are working out mm. and going out on the boat and drinking Tito's. Yeah. Is your boat, in, would you prefer a ocean Tito's boat environment or like a lake house Tito's boat environment? 
Man, I think a lake, man. I grew up on a lake. Yeah, I grew up. My, the county where I'm from is called Lake County. There's lakes okay. everywhere. So I, I grew up more on that that side of things. We, you know, great thing about Florida, where I grew up at it, you were an hour from Daytona, so you weren't far from like the beach if you wanted to. And and a lake literally is a. Yeah. There's lakes everywhere. So I grew up more of that that speed. Plus, like what I love about Florida, especially now, like living away for so long, all my family still lives there. My okay. sisters, my mom, my dad, step parents, everybody, and so. What I love whenever we get to go back is that those lakes connect through these with these canals, and these canals have like the the trees over it, the moss, the you know what I mean. Like the, yeah, there'll yeah, be yeah. the cranes, and the you know you probably see a gator. It's just and you got it, you idle through those areas, so it's you know it's everybody's waving, everybody, hey, how you doing? You know, and there's like these little bars off them that you could pull your boat into. You know, there's people playing music. I don't know. It's just that to me is my favorite part of Florida. Yeah. Is that those those little canals may just. So peaceful out there, well, man. I mean, yeah, when you think of Florida, you don't think of lakes. No. So you think of crazy people and... <laughs> you think yeah. of crazy people and a mouse. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, that's where, that's where I always go to it, but it's like a person ate bath salts and just decided to yeah. start eating other people. And I was yeah. like, oh, Florida. Like, well, they, you know, every time you hear something bad on the news, you're like, please don't, please don't. He's like, man from Florida. I'm like, damn it, man. Come <laughs> on, bro. Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, uh, another question for you: Is your worst habit still ever saying, "Do you know what I mean?" Because he does it all the freaking time. Is that you too? Yeah, I, I do, do it constantly. Yeah, so my buddy of mine pointed it out, and now I think it's like you buy a red car, you see a red car. <laughs> so I feel like I, I think I'm better at it. Yeah, but I'm not completely positive because I try if I catch myself. Yeah, especially if I'm explaining something, I I can over talk a lot. And so when I'm over talking, I'm trying to stumble. I'm like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And then like, <laughs> then my buddy's like, "Are you uh?" You just not have confidence, and I'm like, no, I have confidence. I just don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> well, he'll he'll like we'll be in the studio hanging, and he'll be like, yeah, like this this homeless guy came up to me and like punched me in the face, and then this girl started this girl started barking, and the dog started talking. You know what I mean? I was like, no, I, I have honestly I have no clue what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, what happened during that? Uh, well, and I think it again is because I over talk, so I'm yeah. just like, well, no one's talking, so I guess it's on totally. me. <laughs> totally, yeah, we don't like air. We don't. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Well, I was going to say, turn your weakness into a strength and just make a song about it. And it could be like just weird or real scenarios where you reference <laughs> and, you know and it would know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. And the audience is like, oh, I don't know. Yeah, I have no clue. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> so that was, that was my one suggestion. One suggestion. Uh, all right. So let's go to now your career. So you're from uh, useless Florida and you grew up in a double wide on 10 acres. Mm -hmm. But there's a story in there of a fire department buying part of your land, and you pretty much grew up with like a fire department in your backyard. Yeah, front yard. Yeah. Well, so my where I grew up at at that time was pretty far out from the local, from the la or the the station that was stationed to be out there if there was ever an emergency. Yeah. And I don't remember if it was a, a fire. I think it might have been. This was before I came along. I think. I think there was like a trailer fire out there and it took the fire department a little bit of time to get out there. Okay. And so out that whole part of the, like my, like, I don't know how long, but my great, great grandfather came down and bought all of that. So all of us lived my our pasture bumped up to my uncles, bumped up to my cousins, bumped up to my great grandmothers, like for a couple of miles down the road. Yeah. And so my grandfather who was in the army. Uh, he uh, thought, well, we'll, we'll put one out here. So we actually, I think we donated like a, a couple acres or an acre and put the fire department on there. And it was my grandfather, my grandfather, my grandmother, my uncle, my cousins and my dad and a couple other a couple of firefighters that 
you grew up in our town. Everybody's either related or friends. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, so yeah. a couple, a couple of other firefighters that were friends of the family. So it's pretty cool. You know, now I've lost my grandparents that, that were that. So we had these old pictures of, you know, my grandparents, my grandmother was a captain of the fire department, bro. That's like badass well. I, awesome. she smoked, she smoked a um, misty menthol one twenties, carried a three fifty seven. It was a, was a, uh, Head of the fire fire department down there, so she, yeah, with nails and uh, turquoise rings on every finger, like Hank Jr. Oh my God, she's already more badass yeah. than both of us. <laughs> Me know. too. Me too. People are like, you like, shooting to be your grandma. I'm like, man, I'd be happy if I'm cool enough as my grandmother, let alone my grandpa. <laughs> so, uh, so did you like grow up with that around? Like, what age was it? Yeah, was it? yeah. So, I mean, I remember growing up being at the firehouse all the time. We would go up there. My dad was a paramedic firefighter yeah. for multiple years, 20 years, I think. My uncle Terry was an EMT firefighter. Uh, it really, really set a path for a lot of my family, honestly, to be in the first responding world. So I grew up in the first responding world. So I'm a big supporter of our first responders and our you know, men and women. And, and so uh, he was he was a firefighter for a long time that went to be a paramedic. So I remember being down there. You know, there was always their weights in there. We, I mean, we were there our whole lives so. well, what about the food because my dad was a firefighter for uh, always food was, coming like, in if you're looking for the best food in town just go to the fire always food coming in dude always <laughs> especially because it was like a, a you know pretty much like a family ran fire department yeah, you know yeah, yeah. and it's still there um awesome. now it's a county now the county has taken it over but okay. um but yeah the place is still there man they it's it's real cool uh to still see people know stories of my grandfather my dad and them that were you know, yes, that was years ago. So the people that are working there now are people that still talk about my grandpa being there and they're right. still age old stories. So it's fun. That's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. So uh, in well, growing up, you skipped out on a lot of like high school and grade school dances to play shows at bars. Yeah. Uh, what was that like? And like, were you did you have your first beer at nine or ten? <laughs> I had my first beer. It was an ice house. I was getting out of the fridge for my dad. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was probably about honestly, I was probably about middle school age, I guess. Yeah. And uh they had a my they had a get go. The UFC uh mixed martial arts is real big in our family. So like every month it's like the Super Bowl, you know, everybody was either at my dad's house or my uncle Herbie's house or somebody's that were watching the fight. So everybody was over. My dad was like Ray, go grab me a beer. So I hit it, and I'm seeing everybody, you know, drink, and everybody seems like it tastes great, and they love it, you know. And first off, Ice House is not the first beer to try. <laughs> so if anything, I'm surprised I'm not sober still from it, honestly. So I try. I was like, uh, you know, the refrigerator door still open. I was like, <laughs> I remember just gagging off. I was like, how do y'all drink this stuff? And I like, I remember being a kid watching them after I tried it. I'm like. Y'all seem to like I, I I had this taste like it was like a soda, like it was Coca-Cola. You know, I'm like right, as many yeah. beers as they were drinking. You know, I'm like, this must be the best tasting yeah. stuff and shit <laughs> yeah. in the world, you know. Uh and then somewhere between that and 15, the taste buds changed, you know. And I was like, oh, that dude tastes pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's why they're yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I remember my uh my dad just came home from a shift. Uh he was a police officer and he would keep frozen beer mugs in the freezer. Oh yeah. Oh, where else would you keep them up there yeah. frozen? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Get him in the stove. And like he would, he would always, yeah, he would always come home, uh, pop open a can and pour it, and like I would just be in awe of like how pretty it looked. Oh and yeah, man. Then he was like, "All right, come take a drink." And yeah, I had the same reaction. I was like, eh, yeah. What is this? Yeah. This is disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me a Mountain Dew. Yeah. So like, I'm never drinking this again. Yeah, I remember my my first beer was like my parents. Like I was like asking them all the time because I saw them drinking, and I was like, yeah. I want to drink a beer, and they were like, No. And then they were like, Well, we have this O'Doul's from god knows when right. and like no like there's one it's one o'doul so like someone must have brought it o'doul yeah, yeah, the and i was like okay and it was like easter 
and I had it, and I was like, it wasn't worth it. It was. Yeah, was this like, is. I was like eleven. I was like, nah, I don't. <laughs> Why'd you let us do that? <laughs> it's a horrible idea. <laughs> There's blood everywhere. <laughs> oh my god, what a scene! What a scene! Uh, so, uh, with your career, did you have like, like a look yourself in the mirror moment, like, all right, this is what I want to do, or was your grandfather's influence so strong? You're like. I'm not doing anything else. Like Man, I'm doing country music. Yeah, and I think I got very fortunate because um, that's not the case for a lot of artists that move to Nashville to have that family support like yeah. that. You know, I didn't know that until I moved to Nashville and met some you know artists that uh, became friends with or signed to the same signed to Warner Music Nashville with, and you know, not the same case at all. So I got right. very fortunate to have a family that was like very um, supportive but very you know believed in me when i didn't believe in myself you know because when you're growing up you're trying to figure it out you know you're seeing people come on the radio or, or come on cmt or whatever and you're just like damn dude they're really good <laughs> you know like this. and so um and you know when you're from a small town it's like how do you get from new york to nashville let alone eustace florida to nashville like how do you connect those dots from that double wide trailer to the opry you know what i mean like how do you do that and which you were at last night and we, yeah yeah thanks man and uh number 60 and yeah, so awesome. uh i think that that belief in my family really helped me a lot because they were very adamant my grandfather taught us all how to splice cable and he was a telephone guy he, that's what he learned in the army was telephone repair oh, okay. and so he did that as a job because you know at that time and still to this day it's a, it's a solid living you know it's a solid trade and you can do it anywhere and yeah. And so he taught us all how to do that. So they were so adamant that I didn't become a cable splicer that because that dad was like, dude, you know how to do it. You can do it anytime, but don't. And it, this is this is my dad's parenting on it. I said, well, why not? He's like, because you're going to get used to making that money. Because when I got hired, I was topped out right out of high school because I did. They had to send me to school. My grandpa already taught me, you know, oh. so I was playing four nights a week and I was a cable splicer five times for five days a week. And so we were, I'd end up being a pit during the day or underneath somebody's house and then go play a bar at night. You know, yeah. my dad was like, you need to quit that job, man. And I was like, well, why? And he's like, cause you're going, your ass is going to buy a boat and you're going to have to have that job to pay for the payment of that damn boat. Then you're going to get a truck and now you're stuck. Your ass ain't never going to move to Nashville. So I'd have to say like their belief really helped solidify and was a good sounding board for when I did move and have those days, you know, where we didn't have any money, bro. We were in a van and you know, it's, it cost me more to get down to the show than, than we made. And and I didn't have enough money to get us back. And I don't, you know, I come from a middle-class, hardworking family. You know, right. they got some, but they don't have enough to, you know, I, I couldn't lean on them. You know, even though they would yeah. do anything, they would, my dad would sell his house if we, any of his kids right. needed it. But um, so just those moments, it really was good to have that sounding board back home to call home and have somebody just encourage you to, you know, screw this dude, keep going, man. These hard times are for a purpose, you know. Well, it also feels like uh, him teaching you all of that and then your dad's support, like, I feel like it, taught you your work ethic totally that, yeah like you know obviously hasn't changed no yeah and I, i'm very fortunate too, to come from a family that was very much like shit nothing's given to you in yeah. this country we have the right because of our men and women in uniform we have the pursuit of happiness you know that pursuit is a key word there doesn't mean it's given doesn't mean it's given yeah. you know don't mean you you have it just because you're born here you know you have the pursuit of it. you can make yeah. whatever you want that's how you can that's why a guy from uses can play the opry 60 times because of those that pursuit word you know so of a family that's very big in that very big into that work ethic of no nobody's going to ever give you shit you got to go get it yeah. you know and go aggressively and don't stop you know until you yeah. until you get where you feel uh but they were also very my grandpa used to and my dad says it too you know when you're climbing the ladder don't remember to stop once in a while remember and just look one just look at the view because you before you know it you went 20 
rungs. You might have gone down five and gone up ten and gone down two, but within time you've hit twenty, and that's pretty damn good if you look at where everything you know. So I think in this day and age where everything's so fast and phones and everything's now, it's it's good for all of us to do no matter what you're doing in life. You know, whether it's just a hard working job or whatever, just kind of stop once in a while, realize where it started. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And just take a breath because. I think it's very important. I think a lot of us learned that, at least in my world, from you know being locked down like we were, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. having everything gone. So, God damn, that was insane. Yeah, God. don't leave your house. <laughs> yeah, because uh, we we went from doing stage stuff at Second City to now we do podcasts yeah. because we're like we can control that. We have totally, man, one hundred percent, man, that, absolutely so. smart on y'all's part, man. We try. Yeah, we're yeah. Not, smart, <laughs> we're not smart at all, and we yeah. So I mean, figuring out cables and stuff is a whole nother ball game. Yeah. But uh, so with your new EP, Higher Education, mm. um, the song Higher Education, you had Kid Rock on there. What was it like working with him? And can you tell him we said hello? Yeah, I'll tell you, I'll hit him up, man. He's a uh, <laughs> dude. He's 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 one of the best, man. You know, he's my first CD I ever bought with two dollars off a wow. random wow. kid. Wow. On a back of the school bus headed to Eustis Middle School was that Kid Rock City with Bob with a ball and only God knows why and Cowboy and oh you know yeah. my name yeah. is Kid yeah yeah <laughs> all that stuff and so now you know my my buddy Tim Montana who's a co-writer on that song with a few other buddies of mine um, he's actually the guy that introduced me to to Kid Rock and and uh, it's been it's it's cool to it's crazy to like have that friendship with him but it's even crazier to be on stage or, or to have a song out with him you know with that such a full circle moment of like you know dude you were the first cd i ever bought you know what i mean like i wore the hell out of that cd because i bought it you know what i mean yeah. even though it was a used one from a kid i wouldn't even know if he was in this room i don't know if i ever saw the kid again but <laughs> but uh it's a he's and he's so so talented man it's it's insane yeah i mean he's still going strong too oh <laughs> dude such a I, my band, we filmed a video for higher education. Uh, I'll, I'll leak a little bit of it out, but the, the, it was a live performance with him and Billy Gibbons and Lee and Tim. And so my band was like, bro, he hits those scream notes like perfect every time. And I'm like, well, yeah, dude, he's been doing it for, you know, he's been doing it for he a while. He's been doing that. Yeah, dude. It's called being professional. Yeah, he just pops <laughs> out, dude. I mean, he just he shows up, dude, like. Him and Billy Gibbons just like pop in, like Billy just like glides when he walks, you know, and Bob walks in, Kid Rock walks in, and he's, you know, fedora out, just long hair, and I'm like, sunglasses, big ass eagle necklace, I'm like, this is sick, dude. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, this yeah. is, like, this, yeah, yeah, I want to go wrestle somebody or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. So uh, speaking of your uh, friend, uh, Tim Montana, uh, he, love him. So one of our favorite songs by him is mostly Stone. Yeah. So, Not for any particular reason. Yeah. No, yeah. yeah. <laughs> for, you know. And but is he mostly Stone? Man, no, I think I uh I think I might influence him a little bit. Uh but no, he's not he's not, he's a he's not mostly Stone, no. <laughs> he's just sometimes Sometimes Stone. Yeah. <laughs> he's the shit. When are you guys going to do a song together? Well, he's on higher education with us. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a writer on it. We will, man. We you know, we're working on some stuff together that that's uh we just I he got me on uh board with the velocity family um so we're gonna be shooting a lot of hunting shows and a lot of content that we got coming out uh with velocity and stuff so we're excited to get to work together man he's one of my best friends in town man so he seems from like what i've seen is his energy is just always 125 from go yes from jump street like he wakes up and Dude. he just rises like the other yeah and he's like all right where coffee we? drinks tim montana <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good way to put it that's a good way to put it uh, so didn't know I was country was the favorite, your favorite song that you've written mm -hmm. as an artist. Are you okay with 
possibly like your favorite song that you've put together being different from like your fan base's favorite song of yours? My fans' favorite? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I think, you know, everybody hears songs differently. Everybody has, because, you know, great thing about country music is it's so lyrics, you know, yeah. and that's why it's like a universal language because yeah. no matter what, no matter your sex, gender, skin color, whatever it is, you have a feelings and you have a soul and you have a heart and there's emotion, you know, and yeah. no matter what you've gone through, good or bad, you have your own path to that. And country music has a song about it all, you know, and so any any time, whether it's celebration or loss or, 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 you know, whatever that is, there's a true song about it. So I always love hearing that, uh, fans opinions on songs or, or like what what is their favorite song? Because it's always different, you know, and it and sometimes it's crazy because we sit for a year or two on this music, making these records and recording songs that might not ever be heard. You know, some songs don't make the record and you go through it. So you kind of, by the time it comes out, you're kind of used to it. You know, you're like, well, shit, we need to make another one, but nobody else has heard it. And so it's always interesting to go, like, oh, I think people will gravitate towards this one. And then sometimes they might throw you for a curveball and be like, man, I didn't see that one, you know, but yeah. for the most part, you know, I know my fans and, and we get to have one-on-one -on -one concerts with them, you know, so it's a, uh, you get to know kind of what they, what they like and 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 what our sound is and as right. that evolves and the crowds evolve it's a uh, it's a cool process man but this this record was crazy because we didn't you know we didn't play any of these songs live before because we were in co during covid so yeah, don't leave your house. we had no clue you know what i mean like normally you kind of test some songs out but it was like hell man whiskey and rain no one had ever heard it before we released it yeah well, so speaking of Whiskey and Rain, that's easily my favorite song of yours. Thank you, man. And my, um, mine is your favorite song. So. Oh, thanks, man. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Kiss ass. See, one of us is yeah. right. No, man, yeah. kiss ass. God. Just throw me under the bus. Right? No, I'm just sorry. Well, like, you couldn't get on the same page. Yeah, I like Yeah, I like whatever you like. Whichever one. Even if it changes. Right. Even if it changes. Put me on that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just put me down for that one. Um, but I do, I do, I have some beef with the Whiskey and Rain music video. Mm -hmm. So, all right, at the very beginning, you're setting the tone you're in your car it's yeah. raining you know you pull out this goddamn flip phone yeah and you look at it all sad and you close it with dramatic effect and then you get out of the car like where the hell that flip phone come from dude it was sean hagwell man the director he so for dramatic effect i knew i knew well yeah i mean you can't i mean for me to you know to show my emotion on iphone i'd have to throw it down aggressively you know no one knows that's the sad part these kids now they don't know the power you feel even if it wasn't a bad call, just whap, you know, that, yeah. that flip, you know, oh that God. one finger open, you know, yeah. shit was cool back then. It was like the landline, slamming the landline. Yeah, dang, and that, the bell still, you slam it so hard, the bell ring in it. Yeah, yeah. yeah people, so Sean, had, so I, I told Sean, I said, man, you know, really go back and listen and watch a lot of those um, 90s music videos where they were telling stories, you know, the 90s was such a big time for music videos and they would, I mean, they would be like little movies, you know. And, and Sean doesn't. Sean is has directed a couple of my videos and a couple other country videos, but a big. He's just an artist, you know. And he, one of those guys that one of those directors, you just kind of go, "Hey, man, here's kind of what I want." Yeah. And it's going to be bigger and better than you thought. I promise you. Just let him do his thing with his wife and his crew, and I promise you, it's going to be great. So I told him that, and he came back and he's like, "Dude, here's a filter we're going to use. Here's that, and I got a flip phone, and <laughs> and I swear, dude, I don't." I could have given like a million dollars away to somebody and the flip phone would still be what's asked about in that video. <laughs> like Everybody's like, where the hell did you find a flip phone at? I was like, Sean, man, I don't know where he did it, but he got it. Right. That's, I mean, props to him. I mean, he would have had to dig that thing out of freaking, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah. Old T-Mobile. So, uh, was the bar in the Whiskey and Rain music video, was that like Please real? Tell me it's real. Was it real bar? So it's getting renovated now. A friend of ours, it's in um, uh, just north of Nashville, about 40 minutes of north of Nashville. 
And it was an old bar that they literally, my team found, uh, that was abandoned for years. And then they were like, well, actually, it's perfect timing because we're about to start renovating it. And somebody had bought it. And so we uh, took over. My team, dude, I'm telling you, it was insane. We did the photo shoot the day before. The next day I walked in and that place looked like that bar. They set all of that up. I mean, the bar obviously was there, yeah, yeah. you know, and that stuff. But the tables, the neons, like my like the video team, dude, just set it all up. We walked in. I was like, holy shit, man. This thing looks like an actual yeah. honky tonk, man. It was yeah. cool. It looks, I mean, it looks like it's fuck. It yeah. Like yeah. I was like, I want to go into. I was like, I want to drink. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah and, that, and that's what we were wanting, you know what I mean? We were like, you know, really lean into that, that. Real, or that real feeling. You know, I wanted yeah. it to look like a cheers for somebody, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, well, it goes hand in hand with whiskey and rain. Like you can't have like some club while well, thinking about whiskey and rain, you know. Girls on shoulders with, with sparklers coming <laughs> yeah, out. Exactly. Like there, there ain't no rain there. Like, yeah, there ain't no rain. No, but the only thing is raining is money. <laughs> people getting bottles yeah. You're like, this doesn't make sense yeah. at all. <laughs> I'm soaked if you know what I mean. <laughs> So, uh, so you, you're back in Chicago. Is there like a certain favorite thing you like to do here or eat? Man, um, you know, obviously we get deep dish here for sure. Where anytime we roll through, uh, right here. What's this place? This, you get deep dish from here. Where's it at? It's next door. So, so, so. Is it Lumana? Or starts with an S, I think. S. Or maybe not. Wow, you're gonna teach us something. What's over here? Um, there's uh, there's one of the places over here we normally get it from. Maybe it does start with an S. Sarpino's came to my head, but I don't even know if that's a pizza place. Yeah. I might just be. I know Illuminati's we've had before, but I don't. I'm, I don't know. I Pequots? can't remember the name of it. But what's that? Pequots. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's yeah. the place. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so we get that. I love going down to Wrigleyville area, man. Even if it's just to walk around, dude. I just, I have such a love for this city, man. I and just, I, I, I got so many great memories watching the Cubs from being a kid to you know grown and and knowing some of the guys and knowing some of the behind the scenes guys on there and and uh, just. The city itself has given me so so many great memories and so many great you know radio. It's just all over. I just love being here, man. The energy is great. Well, we we appreciate you coming on. Um, last question: Do you have any questions for us? How did y'all meet? How did this? How did this happen? <laughs> we we met uh, doing improv at Second City in Chicago. Oh, okay. Level C. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we we were like doing shows and stuff, uh, and then uh, pandemic hit, and then started doing the podcast Dude, hell yeah so this started a year ago year and a half ago yeah 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 i think so hell yeah so man we, we got to do something yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah we were so bored yeah. like just like think about like comedy people being like you know so crazy almost right that they're like we're sitting still for a year we're like i've well, never I mean, sat he, still that long dude same bro I've, I've had some i've been touring of some sort since i was 17 right yes. like on the road either playing around florida or on the road i've been touring of some sort and for everything, they just go, and you're done. And then I remember, dude, being on our bus in Connecticut, March 12th or 11th, whatever day that was, 2020. And I'm watching. I talked to some of my buddy, NFL buddies, so, you know, him and what's it like over there, just trying to fill out how it is in other people's world, you know. Yeah. And then I, excuse me, and I saw somebody in the country world pull their first tour, and I was like, oh, shit. Uh, and then literally, dude, that day, it was like we were figuring out how we're getting back home. Then before the show, like majority of the crowd didn't show up before the show. They're like, well, this show might not go on. We might have to keep everybody on the bus. Like it was I, it was just like we were in a third world country, man. It was yeah. the weirdest thing, dude. And then it's the longest 14 days of our lives. <laughs> yeah, dude, 
I can yeah. imagine being on the road too. Oh, dude. Yeah, that would have been crazy. Man. Well, welcome back to Chicago. Thank We're you, ma'am. So happy to have you here. Looking forward to the concert tonight. Um, and yeah, dude, appreciate you coming on. Yeah. Dude, anytime, man. Whatever I can do with you guys, man. Anytime. Say, yeah, now that like you do love Chicago, like if I mean, we need to go to a Wrigley game, throw back a couple of brewskis. Hey, I'm down, dude. Anytime, bro. Anytime, dude. Cool. Anytime. Right. Thanks, man. Awesome. Yeah, thank you. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is Michael Ray. I'm here at Joe's on Weed. Somehow got talked into doing this podcast. Um, I don't know why, but anyway, this is Last Call. We need to get longer arms. I've been saying that my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like T-Rex arms. Yeah. All righty. Cheers. Yeah, Sorry, cheers. Usually it's beer or some sort of drink. Well, if it's last call. I want you ice in the mic. <laughs> if it's last call, it should be a drink. Probably a water if it's a last call. No, no, no. That's after last call. <laughs> right, right. Um, so that's all they'll serve you. So, yeah, this is last call. You want to tell the people what it's going to be? So, yeah. So, last call, since if you've never seen a last call before, get some buddies, go to the bar. And don't leave. And don't leave until they yell out, last call. <laughs> and uh, And for this, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be talking about our experience with the guest right um how we would rate the guest uh, right and just and our overall experience with the guest yeah and the night the whole night too yeah because we stay for the concert we stay for all of that so well you stayed i, wor- I, he, I worked he worked the concert i stayed for the concert and i had a great time <laughs> yeah, at the concert. Did. i even helped them close <laughs> that's true that's yeah. true i woke up the next day i was like why am i sore Right. So just like, because I don't work out. And that was that. Was that. I did that. <laughs> oh, I, forgot, uh, I forgot to have the notes up. Yeah. Um, I mean, you can you can start if you want. Um. So. Oh, we should probably tell them who. Well, they know if they've yeah. seen this. Well, they, they saw our the introduction to this segment. Right. Which the whole episode. Yeah. And the whole episode because this is at the end of the episode. Yeah. So they, they so saw it all. We got to hang out for Michael Ray for a little bit. Yeah, he was, was really cool. It was actually... Some, uh, what? Did you see that introduction of us? He I mean, was forced into it, you know. He got talked into it. Okay? Yeah. And like, okay. Thanks, guy. I enjoyed talking to him the whole time, though. I did, too. No, he was really cool. He's down-to-earth, very down-to-earth was, guy. Yeah. Um, He was... Yeah, very... Are you trying to make him level? Yeah, I'm trying to make it like yours, because you look... Yours, looks better and mine is just in my face oh it's fine yeah you just adjust these to right. tilt it i've yeah i do this cord. for a living yeah um but no he was cool he was super um he was he was really humble and which was really cool and he was it was cool to see someone that was appreciative appreciative of like their beginning and realize that they didn't get there alone yeah well, and, and I feel like with most of the people at that level, they are appreciative of their yeah. beginning. Uh, you do get like the occasional one who's like, fuck the beginning. I'm better than everyone. Yeah. I ever, like they I get ever to a level and they just kind of. Right. But but with 
Michael Ray, I thought it was really cool how appreciative he was, like you said, and yeah. how he just was very down to earth guy. Like he didn't get, he doesn't have a huge head. Like, right. Oh, I'm Michael Ray. Right. Like he was like, like when he came into the, he like gave me a hug right away. He was like, yeah. he's like, Hey, nice to meet big you. Bro man. Hug like, guy. Yeah. He was definitely a big bro hug guy. <laughs> he was really cool. Especially after a couple of Tito's as the night went on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I mean, it was a good night. Yeah. During the intro, he's, he's been to Chicago a bunch of times before this. Yeah. This was not his first time in Chicago. Right. We're, very thankful that he decided to sit down with us. That's true. We probably should have started that off. Yeah. I guess we're thankful. We're super Even, thankful. I mean, very thankful, but. Even though he only got talked into doing Yeah, it. he got forced into it. Someone put a gun to his head or a yeah. crossbow because he travels with one like a crazy lunatic. I know. That's actually part of the episode. So he, yeah, yeah we asked if we could shoot the flamethrower from his. Yeah, uh, but he doesn't. Like, he's not that cool because he doesn't own one. He, he was like, oh, no, that wasn't mine, but we could shoot a crossbow if you want. Like, <laughs> yeah. set up something. And shoot. I was like, this is Chicago, though. Like, Yeah, everyone has crossbows. Yeah, yeah everyone does. <laughs> I just saw a lady walking her dog. She had a crossbow on her back. <laughs> it was a little tiny dog and a really big crossbow. Like, the crossbow was bigger than the dog. Have you played Van Helsing? Like, the video game? Yeah. Yeah. It's the guy with the crossbow. And yeah. Like the full jacket. He's like hunts the vampires. Maybe we should, we'll tell Michael that's who he should be for Halloween. Yeah. Just be like, walk around with your crossbow. <laughs> like another excuse to just do that. Just get a long, uh, what's it called? Um, Trench the, coat? Yeah. yeah. But or like the dusters. The dusters. Like, like, <laughs> it's always, like sunny. always sunny. Yeah. It's always sunny. Yeah. The dusters. <laughs> tell him to buy a duster. Yo, you got to get a duster. You got to get. He'll, like, just, he'll just walk around with a crossbow. That would be perfect. And like one of those, like, like an Indiana Jones style hat. Yeah. Like a fedora. But yeah. Um, um well, uh, yeah, he's I mean, he's a Cubs fan and like he he did. So the uh, audience brought him on for an encore and the freaking the guy came out in a Cubs jersey. Yeah. Took a bunch of pictures with other with I, on his Instagram. Oh, and the stupid flag, it. too. Yeah. The, there w. Was the yeah, the W flag people. Uh, other people showed up in Cubs jerseys. though. Right. So they like knew. And actually, well, I, mean, I was w- right. But I'm saying that was cool. Like, that, obviously, they were here to see Michael Ray. They weren't here to watch the Cubs. Because they were like, oh, yeah. yeah. I guess everyone knew that he was a Cubs fan before us. Yeah, definitely. Well, I guess his following did. Yeah. But. And then I was, after the interview, I liked, I drank in the front bar for a little bit. A little, was, a little bit. I drank until the concert. So what was. We got done recording <laughs> at like six, and the concert was at 10. The concert was at 10? Anyways, yeah. Yeah, you were feeling great. I felt amazing. Not the next day. I did not. I Neither did I. Yeah. You know why? I worked all night. Yeah. I was putting work in too, buddy. Yeah. Like on those, on those drinks. Um, I don't think he's going to make a song, Do You Know What I Mean? Right. I don't think that is actually going to happen. That sucks. Uh, one Whatever. thing that we, did, that we did fact check on the episode, though, was that he... Has short-term memory loss. Does he? Well, I mean, he forgot where he got his pizza from. Oh yeah, that's the that's exactly where I was going with that. So it was. We thought it was Lou Malnati's to start. It wasn't. And I said Pequod because he said it I said Pequod. Yeah. In which like, and we're like, I, are, I still can't think of a Chicago pizza I'm, place associated. I'm like, S. if you went to Sabaro, I'm so oh, sorry. That's a, that's a place. <laughs> um, and then he told us why well, I said Pequods, and he said yes, and. It wasn't. It was Giordano's. You know why I know that? Because when they all left, there was a Giordano's box with like a slice and a half left. And right then and there, I said, he's a liar. (laughs) 
I think he just <laughs> forgot. I don't think he was a liar. I'm going to be really hurt if I find out he was like, I knew exactly where we got the pizza from. <laughs> well, that's why he probably had the S in it, because it ends in S. Giordano's, no. But I was, so does Pequod's and I, Lumo. But the, the G is kind of like in, in. Not an S. Giordano's, no. But like the way that I mean, G I know looks, what you mean. Like it's the font, yeah. We'll make sure to put one up so people can debate if this G is an S or not. But I'm going to say no because it's a G. Right, right. It it definitely, I could see where he was, if you had never been to Giordano's before, and you were well, like. Oh, he, for the record, he said they go there all the time when they oh. come into town. Yeah, maybe we should have rewatched the interview. So do you go <laughs> here all the time, if you can't even think of it, Michael Ray? I mean, he still doesn't live here. He could just be like, I know what the logo looks like. People are going to think I'm like being mean to him. Yeah, maybe. you're like just awful. But we told him. We and were there's like, no reason I should be. But I feel like he, I feel like he's someone I can bullshit with. Yeah, he was definitely you know what I mean? such a cool guy. Like I, immediately right off the bat, I like we looked at each other. Like he is almost like his personality was almost like a mix of like me and you. Right. Where he was like, you know what I mean, and also just well, he grew up with a uh, just in like a law enforcement pro military family, which is like, like you, yeah, me, million percent. And then, you know, I, we he and I both grew up in Lake County, we found out. Yep, but different. Different ones. Lake Counties. We we all like lake house environments. Right. We all love that. We all love Tito's. We all love ballpark hot dogs. Ballpark hot dogs is the only type Beer. of hot dog. What? Alcohol. Uh, yeah, alcohol. Um, he influences Tim Montana with being... Well, he said Tim Montana's not mostly stone. He's right. just sometimes stone. And he influences him that way. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, and then you actually dominated most of the conversation. I did. So you could probably talk better about <laughs> how sorry. So how was the interview for you? I'd like to know. I did. I talked a lot. No, I was excited to talk to him. I know. Obviously. Like there were some times watching it back. I was like, Jesus, calm down. <laughs> and you should have told me to. But no, he was cool. He was like I told you earlier. So if, if I had to rate him on the Joe meter... Because we're average shows, so we're fives, yeah. I guess. Yeah, we're right smack dab in the middle. I Below average shows, if we're being honest. We're below average? Jeez. I mean, are we average? I'd say we're pretty. I don't average. think we're average. Are we? I would say maybe slightly above average. Who's, we're a little, well, who's like a. All right. To we give, should probably discuss, let's talk about this Joe meter. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. We should probably figure out what it means. Like, to like, do you want, is it like golf? Do you want a low score? Is it like bowling? You want no, a high I, score? So I think you want, oh, that's a good question. I think you actually want to be in the middle because people want you to be like, oh, you're normal. Like, yeah, you're, you're an average, average person. Show, yeah. Yeah. But you have this success because you, like, did great things. Right, right, right. So I would say, like, a 10, a 10 on a Joe meter would be like The Rock. Or Arnold, or right, Kevin Hart. Yeah, right. Like just like someone who's just like reached this insane amount of fame. Right, they right. drive like crazy cars. But like, even I mean, but I mean, they could still be like they right. could still be fives. I'm just saying, like their personality and like right. So judging off that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if we're talking about my height, I'm probably a little below average. <laughs> I am average. Right for height. Yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely not. So I'm a little <laughs> bit below average. Um, okay. So 
Joe meter for Michael Ray. What would a zero be? Like, I don't want to, you know, it's like, this is the worst human ever. Yeah, I don't even know how to. Like an evil Joe. Yeah, like it's got to be like a. The Wendy minutes later. You know what? We'll discuss like the zero Joes if we ever hit. That. If we ever hit it, we'll just come back to it. We're gonna put a pin in this and we're gonna table it for now. We'll come back to it. I don't think we need to really get into. It. I, he wasn't. I don't think so. Okay. Okay. So where would you rate on a scale from one to ten his performance that night? Oh. I would rate it like probably like an like in a nine. It was probably a twelve, and then he came out in the Cubs jersey, and I was like, oh, this is like a four point eight now. Right. I mean, what I remember of it, I can definitely say it's a it's a solid nine. So their performance. Met matters on the Joe meter. Like we're doing the whole the whole I thing on the so. Joe meter. Or are we doing like the personality? The Wendy minutes later. I don't know. The scale is, doesn't make sense. Yeah, this is a broken scale. We should discuss this before we start press record. Sorry. We'll figure it out next <laughs> Yeah, time. we'll figure it out. So uh yeah, I would say he was a solid ten on the Joe. Yeah, that's score. fine. All you, right. Can we take off like a point for the Cubs jersey? Fine. We will this is what marriage is, kids. <laughs> it's compromise. <laughs> and I don't like whole numbers. Okay, so we'll do nine points. We'll add, we'll add point two for his staff being super amazing. So awesome. One so, point one for the concert being incredible. And ooh, minus one because he couldn't think of Giordano's. So what are we at? Like 9.2. 9.2. Okay. Hey, we just figured right, that out. Look at that, nine point two. Yeah, I can live with that. Me too. He, he was a nine point two Joe. You called yeah. me a kiss ass during the episode too. I mean, look at the hat you're wearing. It's it's Michael Ray's like merch table hat. Yeah, I mean, it's probably on his website. You can go find it here. Yeah, you can probably go find that. Yeah, wherever we put the link, follow one of here. our fingers. Oh, it could, could be, be here. It could be here. It could be right over the hat. Who knows? Stay tuned. Anyways, they're pretty cool hats. They are. It's pretty cool. It's got the camo and the. And the logo is all blacked out, and it says Michael Ray on the back, in case you forget what MR means. Dude couldn't even sign it for you? I didn't ask him to. I didn't want to seem like yeah, a, know. you know what I mean? Like, because yeah. I feel like that's very... I'm, I don't, like, I'm not a fan of autographs. It, and But I understand why people get them. Right. But me personally, I'm not, like, I'll do, like, give me a picture. Right. You know? And it, like, the merch is, like... But, I mean, I guess it... it sorry, I don't mean to keep interrupting you, but if you're, like, in Big Time Mountain Joe, then, like, a signature is, oh, it's huge. Right. But I think, like, just... Like, this is a very clean-looking hat. This is a very clean-looking merch. And I feel like when I get merch and it's clean-looking... Ooh, he should... Like, he then should. you can't really enjoy it because you're like, oh, it has a signature on it. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? You you're more to, protective you, yeah, over it. Yeah, you have it. to be, like, delicate with it. Yeah, now you're like, okay, it goes on a shelf, and it's right. just in the background of like one of our other podcasts. Right. So he should get a plus one for his cool merch. So he's at ten point two. Nine point three. Oh, plus point one. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Nine point three. Nine point three. He did. He had really solid merch. Yeah. He was very cool. Very thankful to us for some reason that is on. on known to us we don't know why shout out to his opener robin ottolini she was if great. i said that right i think i did i the ending might be more like using your tongue more or something like ottolini i don't know ottolini she but said it, it just kind of like, rolls off the tongue yeah so she's, it's, i'm not wrong but i 
I'm probably wrong. Like how she said it was perfect, obviously, because oh, it's her name. Yeah, she knows that shit like the Anyway, back of her hand. she she knows that like, shit like her last name. She was incredible. Yeah. She was awesome. Like like she should she needs to have her own night here. Like she was really good. Yeah. So shout out to her. Well, I think my favorite part of talking to her was she didn't realize that she could swear. Right. And at the end, she was like, she thought, shit, fuck. Like, she was like, she get thought, we're like, just she, get them all in now. She thought we were professional. Yeah, she thought we were, we're like, no, 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 we're just average Joe's. Which, yeah. <laughs> what? I'm just like, well, now I'm just stuck on the Joe meter thing. You still on the Joe meter? Yeah. I was like two days ago in my brain. <laughs> Anyways, it was an awesome night. Um, yeah, big old shout out to Michael and his team. The interview was super fun. Uh, and it was just an awesome experience hanging out with him and seeing him sing Whiskey on Rain and live was super cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that's where you kiss his ass was his favorite song. Yeah. So it mine's is. yours. I know, because I couldn't, like, I was like, you know, flustered with the buttons. It was the first time we, we kind of had to change our setup. And yeah. we were working against the sound checks and right. all that. So, like, that was all overlapping. And I was pushing the buttons and everything. And I'm sitting there. And then when I finally got to bring it up, when you brought up his favorite song, I was like, I went to go say my favorite song is Didn't Know I Was Country. <laughs> and I said, my favorite song is your favorite song. And then you were like, kiss ass. And I was like, no, no, no. I, I'm like, then I kind of just leaned into it. And I was like, yeah, whatever your favorite song is, even if you change your favorite song, put me down for that one. <laughs> and then I bought this hat. So maybe I am. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I had such a good time like yeah, hanging with them and stuff that <clears throat> I was too. like. I hope we get to do something again in the future. Yeah, me too. So. Go check out his new Higher Education EP. Uh, it's on anywhere where you get your music. And follow Michael Ray across the country as yeah. he you know, goes on tour with the Just The Way I Am tour. And check us out at uh, Joe's, on, Joe's on Weed Street as you... Or sometimes Joe's Live in Rosemont and sometimes Carol's Pub. Follow us on... Literally anywhere. Yeah, at Windy City Joe's. That was the other thing I liked that Robin said when we asked where people can follow her. She said everywhere except for home. True. <laughs> that was clever. She is very funny. That was clever. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, follow us. And this was Last Call. Thanks for watching. Love, Michael. And Jackson. And kiss ass. Right here.